Hi, Haley. How are you? Doing good. I was thinking the other day when you said you just closed on a new house. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like five minutes away from where we are now. So. So exciting. But yeah. I was thinking I'm going to miss your green wall. Yeah. I love this room so much. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Um, there will be green walls in the new house. It was funny. We went to Lowe's the other day to start picking out paint colors and we each like did it independently and then came together and it was like oh fun <laughs> the exact same colors in our house right now so no way <laughs> yeah i i shudder to think what would happen if i did that with my boyfriend um yeah it, it's a fun fun uh, experiment <laughs> yeah i'm excited to have like a, a garage or something that yeah. i can let him really get crazy with Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, I like that can be my job. You can have an opinion about like AV and, and all that in the house, but I will, I'll own the aesthetic. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone has their strengths. Have you been, how's your week going? I feel like I've been in the weeds for a, a while with engineering. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to be starting some like research phases for new projects. That's always my favorite part is the the blue sky implementation be damned mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> what should we be working on phases so yeah. that's fun to today's historical event has to do with a lot of like legal jargon that i oh i researched it <laughs> oh my gosh okay well you're one step ahead of me i yeah. finished my last podcast five minutes ago so oh, no. okay. maybe i will depend on you to be a, an expert okay we'll see. <laughs> let's get into it this week april 27th 1995, the Justice Department sued to block Microsoft's purchase of Intuit, who were the makers of Quicken Financial Software. They said that the deal could lead to higher software prices and diminish innovation. So essentially, that's like antitrust, Mm -hmm. right? I listened to that that day in the ninth grade uh, civics. Yeah. (laughs) Its own personal finance software called Microsoft Money had been able to dent Quicken's popularity. So to pave the way for the Intuit acquisition, Microsoft agreed to give the Microsoft Money program to rival Novel Corporation. Very sneaky, being like, well, it's a we just want this one and we'll give away ours. That seems super sketchy. Okay. Well, purchasing Intuit via a $1.5 billion, roughly $3 billion today stock swap. Unfortunately for Microsoft, a judge valued Quicken at closer to $2 billion and said that Microsoft taking over the ownership of the product and its 75% stake in the personal finance market was a no-go, especially considering Microsoft only held 5% of the market at the time. That makes sense. I don't think of Microsoft as a, a financial services. Yeah, not at the time. This ultimately led to stricter scrutiny by antitrust regulators and helping to shape future mergers by establishing precedent. Future failed acquisitions based on these antitrust laws, including AT&T's acquisition of T-Mobile in 2011, Qualcomm's proposed acquisition of NXP semiconductors blocked by China. What? China has entered the chat. Okay. And Broadcom's proposed acquisition of Qualcomm, also blocked by the U.S., both in 2018. And Facebook's acquisition of Giphy, which the UK government blocked in 2020. Wild. So much drama. I know. Giphy. I mean, it's Giphy. Yeah. I, Who else wants it? What could Giphy's valuation possibly be? It's like $200 million. No way. Yeah. Good for those people. Yeah. Rock on, Giphy. I mean, listen, proud Giphy user. Have I ever paid anything to use Giphy? Absolutely yeah, not. Exactly. So. <laughs> 
but I probably would if I if I needed to. Okay. Haley, it feels like antitrust laws based on the story we just read are rock solid. However, despite these laws, mergers still happen. Ones that come to mind, Microsoft buying LinkedIn, Facebook buying Instagram, Google buying DoubleClick. So I'm asking this both as a like, let's just imagine. And also like, do you actually know the answer? Why are these mergers and acquisitions able to go forward? Whereas Microsoft's purchase of Intuit Mm. was blocked. Well, politics is certainly at play. So (laughs) really, I I mean, I feel like whenever that's the case, you know, lobbying and uh, influence certainly has something to do with it. Um, When I was looking over those cases that have been able to go through since this Microsoft case, I feel like the one that feels the most egregious to me now with what we've seen Facebook and Instagram meta evolve into is Mm. you just look back and you're like, how was, how was that possible? They were, you know, it's two social media giants now. um, But really back then, you know, Instagram was emerging and Facebook was seemingly at its peak. So I don't know how that passed. Um, But what I did find is that the Federal Trade Commission also feels the same way I do. And a couple of years ago, they issued a complaint, an amended complaint um, that said, now with the information we know now, we would never have let this go through 10 years ago. Mm. So it seems like it's, uh, while the precedent does exist, it's it's not uh, a science, at least when they're reviewing these cases. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, there's always loopholes. There's always ways to make something go through if you just like understand the laws well enough. So mm-hmm. obviously, I'm not an M and A attorney, but <laughs> what you're not? You, <laughs> no, weirdly, I'm a lot of other things, <laughs> but I'm not an M and A attorney. Yeah, but I think I think part of it is also like kind of not a wolf in sheep's clothes clothing play, but kind of like this facade of our company is actually much smaller than than it actually is, right? Because if you if you take up less of the the market, then you know, it's not gonna smell too fishy. But I mean it sounds like the 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 play for mergers and acquisitions is like, okay, well, we'll have to we'll have to acquire companies at a at a younger stage, right? To not mm-hmm. come up against these laws. Is that good for small companies? Like, is that what we want? Or, you know, what does that mean for the, for innovation at, at small companies? I mean, I, I know and have worked at startups where our exit strategy was get acquired by Microsoft even. That was, that was one of the plays that we were making. Mm. And so if that's woven into the DNA of the company is that that's their exit strategy and what they're building towards, um, I think certainly it changes the decisions that you make at a business level. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've never personally gone through an acquisition. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can't help but think, like you said, the, the roadmap for a decent acquisition is very different than the roadmap to IPO. And the decisions you make, the growth strategies you pursue are going to be very different depending on which of those paths you take. 
And obviously if your if your path is, is IPO and you're committed to your brand, your business, remaining independent, well, as much as you can be independent these days, yeah. then the opportunity for innovation, um, and obviously just ownership over what you've created is much greater. I guess it's, it's to each their own, right? It's, it's hard for me to say without like years of economic data and interviewing, (laughs) you know, several dozen founders, if it's good or bad, but it's certainly two very different choices. And I, and I do think that, you know, the, the earlier stage acquisition play has obviously become more popular. And I think, this year aside and our weird econ- economic environment aside, I think that's that's true today as well, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, even this year, I, I know of a couple of acquisitions that have gone through um, for, for much smaller companies than Microsoft. Mm. But I think the ones that, that I know of personally that seem like they wouldn't raise the eyebrows of the FTC are ones where the products that are being merged or acquired, they touch similar customer bases, but they're not necessarily the same product. Mm. That's where it seems like there could be customer benefit to some mergers and acquisitions is, you know, if you can have a bunch of the products that you already use in your business or your personal life under one umbrella, you know, maybe that is, an efficiency gain or a benefit to some people. Yeah. I mean, both of us have spent a good part of our career working at startups, Mm -hmm. right? And so the the environment that we're in is like emerging brands, emerging products. And naturally, the context of that is our competitors are often folks who have been acquired by huge companies and have very different resources Mm -hmm. than what we're working with. Um, and you work in product, I work in marketing. So I think we've got kind of interesting perspective here. Like, what does it take for emerging smaller brands like us to be competitive against our, our competitors who've been acquired? One of the reasons that I certainly have stuck to startups and probably the same for you is that just baked into the DNA of it is we get to be scrappier and we're expected to move faster and there's mm-hmm. not as much red tape. I mean, I just imagine working for a company like Microsoft or Google and trying to do product there. It'd be months or years before some of the ideas or initiatives that I could be at one part, one member of um, might see the light of day if ever at all. Right. For smaller companies who are emerging finding the secret sauce of like getting very close to your users and being able to ship things quickly in response to that feedback is pretty much the only edge you have against the competition that has, you know, 5x more resources on engineering and all of that. Yeah. And even if the competitive landscape isn't full of much larger companies, I think that's just a really solid foundation to, to keep yourself in as a startup is like our edge of speed, like whoever ships faster is probably the person who's going to win because I mean, we know the, the rules of landing in the market is less about like getting lucky and mm-hmm. happening to like do the right thing, but more about 
just trying, trying everything that you need to try to figure out what's right faster. Right. right. Yeah. And not, um, not staying stuck. I mean, for our business yeah. specifically, the hiring landscape changes super fast. And so mm-hmm. the products we built last year are not the same products we're talking about building this year. So yeah, being able to move fast is huge. And you're totally right that, I mean, I talked to my friends who are at fang companies or, you know, other massive corporations and their job is so specific. It's like, we might have the same title, but they're like, literally all I do is optimize subject line copy. Like that's what I do. And it's like how, yeah, things just inevitably move slower when that's kind of the structure that you're working with. I'm happy that my, my winding path brought me to startups instead of that life, because I think I would get very impatient. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So consequences aside, let's assume that the FTC doesn't exist. Which companies do you wish would just merge to make our lives easier? This one, um, we had I had to think about quite a bit, and we had a, <laughs> a heated debate in my household about it. I feel like what would be so nice for me personally, maybe not the rest of the world, but if TikTok and Pinterest were the same application Whoa. or had the same functionality, like you know, I'm in the middle of a house renovation, and I used both of those platforms for like all of my recipe planning. And I love the ability to organize all of that and categorize it in Pinterest. And I don't get to do that in TikTok. So maybe that's just a, if anyone from TikTok is listening, there's a feature (laughs) suggestion for you. Or Um, Pinterest, right? Let's get on Right, but they're, you know, two massive content engines um, absolutely would not fly through the, the FTC, especially with the current scrutiny on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For me, it is it's less about two companies and more about this category of my life. Mm. Connecting hardware is the bane of my existence. I know you've done that recently. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing headphones to like my 2008 headphones. I still use because I cannot get my AirPods to connect to my laptop. And those are from the same company, but like, Oh wow. My Sonos system in the house, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. Nest system in the house and my Wi-Fi, like it's all different. And I just wish there was one company mm-hmm. <laughs> That, you know, made sure that it all worked together and made setup just a little bit easier. Oh, that would be nice. Because then you get down the rabbit hole. Like the other day, our, our, we played music through Spotify onto our Sonos. Mm-hmm. And it happened on both of our phones. No matter what we did, we'd click a playlist and it would play the first three songs and then just stop. And we're like, That's is strange. this a Spotify bug? Is it a Sonos bug? Is it a bug? with the API, like, and whose side of the API, like, it's just, it becomes impossible as a consumer to like bug fix on your own. And that's even considering you come from a place where you are acquainted with the concept of bug fixing and what an API is. So for the, for the average user, yeah, that has to be impossible. Oh my gosh. There was another one. I was just, oh, Wi-Fi providers. 
Yes. This is maybe, maybe it's actually the opposite yeah. of, of merging, but I just feel like there is zero, zero pressure to do it right. Oh yeah. We have Google fiber and once a month I have a whole day with no internet and I'm like, it's 2023. This is like a basic yeah. utility. What and, yeah. What is that called when, you know, yeah, it's the opposite of, uh, of competition. Well, I guess it kind of is like if there's a lack of competition, they have no mm-hmm. need to provide an excellent service. Right. But you think about like what it takes to compete in the internet space, at least in Nashville, oh, we've yeah. got two inter- internet providers, right? We've mm-hmm. got AT&T and, and Comcast. And I think those are mm-hmm. different, but it's so much infrastructure that you have to be either crazy or Google right. to do something that competes. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's true. The, the infrastructure startup cost is just impossible. It, it, absolutely astronomical. Unless you're like building a hyper-localized network just for like East Nashville or something. My backup uh, answer to that was going to be, okay, imagine a world where every show and movie that you want to watch is just <sighs> available to you for one price through one provider on your TV. And then I was like, oh, I've just described cable television. <laughs> we are moving backwards. <laughs> but is it cable television? Like, can you go back and search? And... Well, I mean, at least cable TV when, what was it? It's it's so long since I've had cable. I'm forgetting the words Same. even when you got to like TiVo or record oh, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, the, the news yesterday about HBO Max coming out with their new tiered pricing plan. I'm like, I'm not going to not watch the show I want to watch but this is just getting ridiculous so because it does like it's such a silly thing to disdain right but I Mm -hmm. hate sitting down on the couch and being like I think I wanted to watch this show I have no idea what it's on I could just pick up my phone and search but instead I'm already here the remote's in my hand I'm just going to go to every single provider and see if it's on the home page and it takes like 20 minutes so I'm with you that's a good one Haley, how fun. I trust that neither of us will be leaving our jobs anytime soon to become M&A attorneys, but... Um, Hard pass. Who knows? <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, this was not this was not the, uh, the entree that I, I, I thought it would be. So um, kudos to everybody who does this for a living. Seems real hard. Uh, and thank you for making sure that we have a, some competition because... That is why we get to exist and do what we do. So, Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week. So if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at the Frontier Pod and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.